From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly. How goes it Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report and a special Wednesday edition of the Black and Blue Report at that. Hi again, everybody. I'm Sean Kelly. Glad you're alongside. Producer Dan is alongside, too. He has uh, lined up a great show for you today. Now, we are privileged to uh, interview some fine folks regarding basketball and the start of the New Orleans Pelican season. It is finally here. It's been a long wait, hasn't it, gang? And I think that uh, the long wait was uh, fueled by the excitement of a very successful offseason and preseason for Monty Williams and his team. And tonight, finally, they'll get it going. The regular season, the start of 82, begins tonight at New Orleans Arena with a 7 o'clock tip-off against the Indiana Pacers. We're going to spend basically the whole show today and take you a little bit longer than normal uh, talking about the Pelicans, talking about the league, talking about the Pacers to get you ready for opening night tonight. The uh, Saints were quiet yesterday. They're back on the practice field today. So tomorrow we will uh, be headlong into Saints coverage as they get ready for the New York Jets. But today it's all hoops, baby. The NBA, the Pelicans, and the Pacers to some extent. With that, we're going to talk to uh, Pacers Uh, television analyst Quinn Buckner. You know him probably from his playing days, his network days with CBS, and now as an NBA analyst on the Indiana Pacers television network. It's Wesley Day 2, so D-Dub stops by, and uh, he's been chomping at the bit for this one to actually talk about a regular season game, so he'll be here. Howard Beck is uh, one of the esteemed writers at the Bleacher Report. That is probably one of the most widely read websites across the NBA by industry folks. And so formerly of the New York Times, Howard Beck now with the Bleacher Report. He's a guest today on the program, and we'll check in with Pelicans guard Eric Gordon. It is his first opening day, I think, and I'll ask him this later on in the show, I think in three years, his first true opening day to start the regular season. So one to catch up with him. He's all smiles because he's healthy and really ready to compete for the Pelicans this season. So a very busy show for you today. We'll get started with next, kind of on a league-wide perspective with Howard Beck as we continue on this special edition of the Black and Blue Report. This is Todd Graves, founder of Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Sure, other fans are hungry for a win. But here in New Orleans, we make sure that you're well-fed, too. With tailgates of our fresh chicken fingers and jugs of lemonade and sweet tea. Loving the Saints is like the freshness of Cane's. All day, no quit. Raising Cane's Chicken Fingers. The official chicken of your New Orleans Saints. Bud Light presents NFL Fan Dilemmas. Should I put these Bud Lights on your tab? Just supposed to get this round. But on my rounds, we play better. It's good luck when I buy Jeff's beers. But I don't want to buy Jeff's beers. He wouldn't even give me gum the other day. What a shocking turn of events. Absolutely everything going right. Yep, my tab. It's only weird if it doesn't work. Bud Light. For the NFL fans who do whatever it takes, here we go. 
Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Bud Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. Want each show delivered right to your iPhone or iPad? Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes by searching Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to our opening day edition of the Black and Blue Report as the Pelicans get set to lift the lid tonight at New Orleans Arena. They'll welcome in the Indiana Pacers, one of the strong, strong teams out of the Eastern Conference. And to continue our conversation about the NBA, maybe uh, an overall view here is Howard Beck, one of the most respected writers across the league. He's now with the Bleacher Report. Howard, good morning to you. Happy New Year. I know we're all excited about the start of the season. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not sure if I'm ready for the, you know a New Year's celebration to, to uh, you know bring it in, but uh, yeah, I think everybody's ready for the season to get going because it's, it's definitely one of the more intriguing ones I can remember. Yeah, Howard, I always I always say that to folks at the start of the new year, uh, the the new basketball year is I guess as I get to it. Uh, you know, when you look at the the excitement of opening day, it's palpable every season for those of us who love the game. But what in particular, Howard, about this season? excites you as we get started here this week? I think the biggest one is just, and I know the Miami Heat are, are favored to go back again because we always favor the defending champion and, and they've got LeBron James. But I think the most intriguing thing is the fact that I don't think that there's any givens uh, in either conference with regard to the championship. Um, there's definitely a, a, you know, a, a distinct group of haves and have-nots in both conferences. But I think for the first time in years, you look at the West and it, it kind of feels wide open. You know, the Spurs are, you know, they are due all respect for winning the title, even with some aging stars. Um, but, you know, we always wonder whether they can get back again. And the Thunder are going to get Russell Westbrook back, you know, sooner rather than later. So the Thunder are right in there. And the Clippers made improvements. And the Warriors are a team on the way up. And Houston got Dwight Howard to pair with James Harden. So the West feels really wide open. And the East. You know, Miami, again, you, they, they deserve their title as favorites to go back, but we know what the history is here, and I just wrote about this for Bleacher Report a couple of days ago. No one's gone four straight years to the finals since the mid-'80s, and there's a reason for that, and those things could catch up with Miami, and that opens the door for Indiana, Chicago, and Brooklyn, all of which improved greatly over the summer, either by you know adding players from outside or, in, in uh, the Bulls' case, getting Derrick Rose back. So, you know, I, I truly feel like there's a, a race to follow now in both conferences, and that's going to be fun to watch because we haven't had a lot of years like that. Usually it's, you know, a team or two in each conference, and this time it, it's really uh, going to be very competitive. Howard, I think you're right on the money. That's, I think that's probably what intrigues me the most as well. You know, let's go back to the West for a moment. You mentioned the San Antonio Spurs. It's, it seems like, Howard, every year we talk about, well, this, this is it. This is really their last chance to do this. And, and, and there they are in the finals again. And, and we can't exclude them from the conversation again this year. How do they, with, even with the aging stars, how do they always seem to stay in this conversation? Well, they do because they're a very professionally run team uh, with you know stand-up guys, uh, and because they have managed to both fill in some you know some young guys around the edges, but also they've managed to stretch out to the extent possible. Uh, you know, Tony Parker, Tim Duncan, and Manu Ginobili. Now, Tony Parker's still fairly young age-wise, although he did a lot of mileage on him because he came into the league young. Um, but in the case of Duncan, Ginobili, other guys that they've had over the years, obviously we know that Popovich is really great at managing minutes, um, you know, all the way to the point of, of allowing himself to be fined and the franchise to be fined a year ago for pulling the stars from that game in Miami. But they do a 
great job of managing the regular season. You know, knowing that if you if you uh, you know drive these guys hard all night every night, trying to get the best record, number one seed, you may burn out some of your guys who you need in, in the playoffs. And they, they always you know they have their eyes on German, and uh, they they do it well. Um, but it, it's the stability too. You know, I mean, not many teams have. You know, it's one thing to get a Parker, Ginobili, and Duncan as your core three. It's another thing to, you know, have them together for a long time to not allow it to get broken up either by ego or money or conflicting priorities. You know, that cohesiveness, that, that consistency is huge. And, you know, uh, having Popovich, obviously, I mean, that, that there's the ultimate, uh, you know, uh, symbol of cohesiveness in this league or just consistency because he has been in charge for a long time there. So you always know what the Spurs are going to do, what to expect from them. And then, you know, any player coming there knows what to expect. And those things help sustain a team over, you know, many years. Howard Beck at the Bleacher Report with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Howard, do you have a surprise team for me? Maybe one in the East and one in the West. Somebody that can jump into that, that fray? I'm not sure if there's any surprises at this point because everybody's been talking for weeks about uh, you know who's ready to break out, but I think my favorite kind of dark horse in the West is Minnesota, um, just because that's a team that you you can see where the talent is. Ricky Rubio is an incredible passer, and he's still you know uh, evolving as a player, having you know come in with some serious gaps in his game, and then having the, the ACL injury. Um, and Kevin Love, obviously one of the great big men in the league. And, you know, missed much of last year with, with injury. So you got those two guys back healthy. They've got some other nice pieces around them. They've got Rick Adelman, who is one of the best coaches in the league at getting the most out of his players. There's only two spots really open, I think, at the bottom of the Western Conference playoffs. I think six uh, spots are probably locked up. But Minnesota is one of those teams that absolutely should be in the running for one of those final two. And they should be a lot of fun to watch these sides. So there's the West. In the East... <laughs> You know, it's really a drop after five. I mean, you've got, you know, Miami, Chicago, Indianapolis, and Brooklyn. You've got the Knicks, I think, are a solid five there. And then after that, it's kind of a mishmash. And, you know, I mean, Cleveland's got a lot of young players and talent and it look like they're ready to make that move. And I think they probably will. And they'll, they'll take one of those last three playoff spots. Um, they're the popular uh, dark horse pick, which I guess makes them not so much of a dark horse anymore. Um you know, Washington could make that move. And so those two bear watching just because they have interesting pieces and they're kind of, they seem ready. But, yeah, I, I wouldn't assume too much about either of them. And then after that, you know, Detroit, Milwaukee, Atlanta, you got a bunch of teams that they just, there's nothing, no one thing to hang your hat on with them. And I'm just not sure what they will become. But, uh, so I, you know, I, you know I, I'd go with Cleveland and the East, I think, as the, the intrigue team, and then uh, Minnesota and the West. Good points, Howard. One more question before I let you go, and that's this. You know, last night the Lakers, uh, with that um, program-needed roster, to say the least, uh, beat the Clippers out uh, in Los Angeles. With regard to the addition of Doc Rivers, the return you know, of the pieces that they had, and, and this, this want to take advantage of the Lakers down situation, how much pressure is on that Clipper franchise right now? There's a fair amount of pressure on them. I mean, look, they, they did – Feel the spotlight last season uh, at a time when it looked like the Lakers were really poised to, you know, uh, to, you know, reinvent their dynasty once again with those four guys, and it obviously, you know, crashed and burned rather spectacularly. So the Clippers 
have already kind of moved to the front of the line competitively. Um, you know, the hearts and minds of, of Los Angeles basketball fans will always be with the Lakers for the most part. But, you know, you, you bring in Doc Rivers and you bring in J.J. Redick and, and uh, Derek Dudley and you start, you know, to, to really move that roster forward. The expectations have gone up. You know, they're, they're not supposed to just win the Pacific Division now. They're supposed to get one of those top seeds in the West. They should be getting to the conference finals. And the pressure's on Chris Paul. You know, he's never really taken his team deep in the playoffs. And, you know, it, it's, you know, kind of time for him to show what he can do. Um, and, you know, it, it's not all on him. and It's not all on Doc. But that pairing certainly puts uh, much more of a bullseye on that franchise. So, yeah, I, you know, they're – if they don't at least get to the conference finals this year, I think there'll be a tremendous amount of disappointment around that franchise. Howard, back at the Bleacher Report. Howard, how can the uh, fans follow you on Twitter? I'm uh, at Howard Beck, just uh, just my uh, first and last name. Perfect. Well, I really appreciate the check-in uh, here with us today. I know that you're extremely busy. Enjoy the basketball, and we hope to see you at some point here down the road. Absolutely. Appreciate it. My pleasure. You got it. Howard Beck, uh, the Bleacher Report, one of the best. It is a must-must-read if you're an NBA basketball fan, to say the least. All right, opening nights tonight. Our show will continue right after this. Are you ready for health care reform? At Blue Cross, we're ready to help. Learn all you can about health care reform at bcbsla.com slash reform. Here you'll find information on tax credits, health insurance options, answers to frequently asked questions, and a handy checklist to help you prepare. Visit us today at bcbsla.com slash reform and get ready. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Louisiana is an independent licensee of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association and is incorporated as Louisiana Health Service and Indemnity Company. Your New Orleans Pelicans take flight with a tip-off of regular season play tonight when the Pacers come to town at the renovated New Orleans Arena. Be there when the new-look Pelicans take the court. Plus, see the unveiling of the Pelicans mascot. Action continues on Saturday when your Pelicans take on the Charlotte Bobcats. Tip-off for both games at 7 p.m. And Pelicans Fest pregame block party gets underway at 5.30. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your tickets today. Chicks dig the long ball. Gordon, right of the key, crossover dribble to the top of the key, shoots off the glass and in. He was fouled, and it's a possible three-point play. Now, back to the Black and Blue Report. Well, the opening day version of Black and Blue Report continues. Number 10 sits down with us here on the Black and Blue Report. It's ironic, either that we're going to open up against Indiana. That's your home state. By the way, you know, help me out with this because I'm I want to be fair to you, and I've been trying to make sure I, I remember this now. When was your last true opening day in this league? <laughs> three, three years ago three when years I ago. yeah when I played with the Clippers, and uh, it's good to get back out here. You know, get a chance to run with the guys and start start off a you know a good season. Does that make this one all the more special? Yeah, for sure, because you know our whole team is healthy, and uh, I finally get a chance to you know to see myself. Uh, go individually so I look forward to that you know when you think about opening days and and shoot if you want go back to high school it's there's something great about that first time out for real isn't it yeah yeah it's always great you know it's almost like going back to school you know it's uh you know your first day you're anxious to get out there and see what happens and uh you know I think we're, we're very excited and very happy to you know get a chance to play a good team starting off are you pleased with how you feel? Are you pleased with how you played in the preseason? Yeah, for sure. I'm definitely pleased for how I played and how our team played. And, uh, you know, it's all about having a winning mentality. And uh, that's what we try to, you know, that's what we got to just build that vibe during the season. As a group, 
is this the best group you've been in around in a while? Yeah, I would say so because, you know, we're very deep and talented and uh, you got so many different playmakers. So I would say this is definitely probably the best team. Can you characterize the type of team this is going to be? I know everybody wants to put a label on it, and I guess that's what I'm doing here. But help me understand what the strengths are of this group. Well, the strengths are is definitely playmaking ability as far as guards and uh, and the bigs. You know, you got versatility. You definitely with AD and Ryan and uh, and Jason, you can stretch out. And uh, it's all about you know us learning to play small balls sometimes, so we can kick out to our bigs and create for uh, opportunities for other guards. Okay, Indiana really made a splash last season. Went deep. It seems that they're even better now. Give me the scouting report. How should you and your guys go about the Indiana Pacers tonight? Uh, I would say for them, I would say we have to push the tempo up, up on them uh, offensively and defensively. You know, just making sure they stay out of the paint. You know, they, you know, you got David West and Hibbert who always like to stay in that paint and, and also shoot jump shots. But uh, everybody else, as long as we keep them shooting jump shots, we'll at least have a chance because they play a slower place type game. I've been pumping you up a lot here when I've been doing interviews and whatnot. I just feel like this is your time to get back to where you were. You know, when we knew Eric Gordon as the NBA star that he was when he was healthy. Yeah, yeah. You know, when healthy, I'm capable of doing, you know, whatever I want to, want to on the court. And, uh, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to this season. And, uh, you know, just, you know, trying to expect us to have a good year. Can't wait. Good luck, man. All right, thanks. Yep. Eric Gordon with us here on the, on the uh, Black and Blue Report. We're back here from New Orleans Arena right after these messages. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Saints fans, show your true colors and get in the action with the all-new black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Play all three seeds. You have to play to win. That's right. Enter your non-winning black and gold Saints tickets in our second chance drawings for a chance to win autographed Saints merchandise or one of four Saints game day prize packages. Next entry deadline is September 3rd. Pick up your black and gold Saints scratch-off from the lottery. Win up to $100,000. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Punt, pass, kick, and dunk. Bottom of the rim, alley-oop dunk, Anthony Davis. This is the Black and Blue Report. Eric Gordon sounded great, didn't he? Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. I'm Sean Kelly. It is opening day, and we are hitting on a lot of different uh, spots today. And we want to also visit extensively about the Indiana Pacers, tonight's opponent for the New Orleans Pelicans, and... Talk about the league in general as it is opening day for most teams across the league. With that, we welcome in really a living legend in the game of basketball. That's Quinn Buckner, former Indiana Hoosier, Boston Celtic, Milwaukee Buck. He won as an Olympian, too. Uh, A basketball lifer, as we'll talk about later on in the program. But certainly, uh, Quinn, here it is, another opening week of an NBA season. And it never seems to get old, does it? Well, every season is different, and I think that's the only that's the best way to look at it. In my many years in the league, that's while you are the same team, you're never the same because people change. They're older. They're you know you you get new influx. You change yeah, very much like you have here with the Pelicans. You change. You know, well, you you made significant changes in, in not only personnel but in, in colors and name and 
so it's all it's 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 a change. So when you have change, you don't know how people adjust to that change, and you don't know what causes them to have some of that change. If age causes people to change, they're step slower, they're wiser. So it's always slightly different than than people think it would be. Just because it let's assume the Pelicans had the same players, they're different. They've got different experience, and they're, they're probably stronger. They know more. So it, it's always different. So the answer to your question is it never gets old because it's never the same. Quinn, what's different about the Indiana Pacers after such a great season last year? Well, first of all, Larry Bird came back into the organization, with, and you get an icon or a legend uh, of that stature. It always adds something in terms of an energy to your organization. Donnie Walsh is still part of the organization. Art was the architect of the team that went to the finals, uh, of which Larry coached. But Larry coming back, um, he was able to get in and, and get what he wanted. The bench was a challenge last year. Um, not I, quite able to produce the way Larry has always liked to see his teams produce. So as you look at changes, um, the health of Danny Granger, you know, getting him back would be a change. He played for a while for us. He's now, as of two days ago, they decided to give him a three-week rest. Lance Stevenson is matured. Uh, many didn't know if he'd stay on the team, make the team when he first got there. Larry Bird had confidence in him, and he went from basically a second round, not basically, he was a second round pick, and now he's a starter, and he, he has a role that he has defined for our team, so that's changed. Um, Luis Stoller, off the bench, uh, international player with great savvy, has won in Argentina, part of San Antonio, bringing him over. He's made transition through Houston and Phoenix, and now he's part of the bench, so that helps. Um, C.J. Watson, a nice point guard for us, gives us a lot of energy, knocks down threes, long defender, uh, and, and that's changed for us. And then we have Chris Copeland. So we have a bench, I think, it's, that's better. But I think our starters have gotten better. Roy is better, uh, as of what I watched last night. And hopefully everything works out from a you know physical standpoint. He's better. Uh, and you look at our roster, our roster is better. But, you know, as I said, it's changed, it's different, and Paul George is has grown, and we want to see how he goes to the next level, becoming the go-to guy. So we have a lot that's different, though. A lot of things that are the same. Quinn Buckner with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Quinn, I want you to I want you to see if you agree or disagree with my thought about the personality of the Pacers. It seems to me now, after what I saw at the end of last year and into the playoffs, that this this group uh, has the personality. It's an extension of David West's personality. Is that fair? Well, it's close. David West is, 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 is really the, the, the cross. I mean, you want to get it to David West. But you guys here in New Orleans had the pleasure of having David West early in his career. And David is just solid. And getting guys closer to David is what we would have to do with the Pacers in order to be really effective. So to the degree that, that it wasn't the year before David, the more David is a part of the Pacers, the more uh, David's culture becomes part of the Pacers and the better the Pacers will be. David is, is a guy with a high skill level. It's, you know, it's, it's changed in certain terms of his jumping ability, but he never had to jump, so his IQ has always had to be high. And he's forced that on our team to be a, a, a much more efficient team without asking much concern about running and jumping. There are ways to do things more effectively. So as you get more of that kind of input, and he has been much more active, uh, and he's never – uh, he, he never has not not been active, but he's much more active in talking to guys about things that they can do in order to get better. And that, I think, for Larry Bird and the staff and the Pacers, Herb Simon, I own it, has to be the most pleasing thing because Davis' nature is to be a quiet leader, but he has been more vocal, and I think that's really important 
to your point about it, it getting to be more like David West. Quinn, you're a basketball lifer. You've won at every level. You've seen, you've seen at least our league go through a number of different phases, um, some healthier than others. If you had to look at where we are going into this season as, as a game, as, a, as an association, what kind of a phase is the NBA in, and is it a healthy one? It's a healthy one. I don't think there's any question about it. As David Stern works his way out in February, and I've known the commissioner, and he and I have been in the business. He's been longer than me, but we've been going at it since I was an officer in the union in the early 80s and watching Adam Silver take the game. The game is um, by virtue of the dream team going global, and I think that's that's good for the sport. I don't think there's, there's anything bad about that. I think what you see are more players who are so skilled uh, and I, I read a piece by LeBron James, which was interesting, where people have been accustomed to when Larry and Magic didn't hardly speak to each other. Michael Isaiah, you go through that era, which was a terrific basketball era, where they didn't speak to each other. What What is different is these young men have known each other, as, and many of them, as for since they've been about eight or nine years old. But they still compete at about the same rate, not pretty much like Magic and Michael did, and, and those guys. So it's, it's different in that you see a, a relationship that's developed off the court more so. But when they get on the court, they are as competitive. And Anthony Davis and, and Drew Holiday and those guys, they, they've known each other the majority of their lives. So while they, you know, if you look at some competition and appear the competition is always David and Goliath like, it is in pure competition, but off the court, I think it's great, and I think these guys uh, have done a lot of good things for basketball. I think they will continue to do it. They continue to get more skilled at an early age, and they come into our game, and they change it. They change it profoundly in the way it's played, the way it's viewed, and the things that are important to them, and I think all of that's good. Quinn Buckner, you're a treasure to our game. Uh, I'm privileged to have your insight today. That's, that's that's great stuff, and I'm glad that you feel that way about where we are right now. And uh I'd, I'd wish you good luck to the Pacers tonight, but you know that probably won't happen. Uh, but I will say this, enjoy another season of watching that, that ball bounce around the floor and across the great country of ours. Well, good luck to you with the session of the night as well. Thank All right. you. I appreciate it. Fair enough. Thank you very much. Quinn Buckner, everybody, right here on the Black and Blue Report. We've got more still to come on this big, big edition of the show here on this opening day. Your New Orleans Pelicans take flight with a tip-off of regular season play tonight when the Pacers come to town at the renovated New Orleans Arena. Be there when the new-look Pelicans take the court, plus see the unveiling of the Pelicans mascot. Action continues on Saturday when your Pelicans take on the Charlotte Bobcats. Tip-off for both games at 7 p.m. And Pelicans Fest pregame block party gets underway at 5.30. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your tickets today. M-Life presents Winning Wonderland at Beau Rivage. Win your share of up to $2 million in free play. Drawings every Friday and Sunday from 6 to 10 p.m. And don't miss your chance to drive away in a 2014 Lexus ES350. Drawings December 1st and December 29th. Fill your sleigh or Lexus with free play. Winning Wonderland. You belong at the Beau. CM Life Desk for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-888-777-9696. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. 
Pacers and Pelicans tonight. We've been talking all basketball today on the Black and Blue Report, and we get the uh, television analyst for the Fox Sports New Orleans broadcast tonight, David Wesley, to stop by on what is truly now the best Wesley day yet. It, Happy New Year. It falls perfectly on the beginning of the season, Wesley Wednesday. I love it. It's fitting, isn't it? Yes. All right, let's get right to it. Last night, the uh, Indiana Pacers got going and took down the Orlando Magic. That is to be expected. What was not expected in that game, perhaps, was the 18 block shots and the rebounding discrepancy put up by the Indiana Pacers. It was truly a, a lesson on inside play defensively, uh, and and they really rotate well, close down the middle, uh, long arms, good timing on block shots. Uh, Hibbert had seven, uh, West had four or five. I mean, it's just they do a really good job of channeling, which allows them to challenge three-point shots, and they know they have somebody back there to clean it up. I heard somebody the other day say, boy, oh, boy, you know, tough go for the Pelicans here to open up against the Pacers because maybe it's one of the couple of teams they don't match up well with. Do you agree with that assessment? I think they have to use their advantages. They on the perimeter, they could they could have some advantages there. Uh, they will be able to penetrate and kick two open shots because they do help. Uh, but inside, they don't match up that well, and they're going to have to do a great job. Of guards have to rebound, they have to dig in and help on the on the post ups, um, and they have to take the ball to the basket strong. What do you remember about David West, the start of his career? Because I think you were there, weren't you? I was there. Yes. And, and David West was, was a guy who, he came in, we knew he could knock down that 15 to 17-foot shot, but he would never would take it. He hesitated, he would hesitate, he would hesitate, and he loved to put it on the floor, going left, and a lot of times he would end up forcing that, and we'd always go back and say, hey, just take this shot, just take this shot. You're, you're wide open right where you caught it. Uh, and it took a while for him to kind of get that, and now he's – Deadly from 15 to 17, and he puts it on the floor, and he gets to the basket. Not so well last night, but uh, he's certainly still an all-star. I think we saw it some last season really in the playoffs, and I think it's in full effect now. This is, I don't want to say the Indiana Pacers are David West's team, but they are his persona. Uh, they are. They're, tough, they're a tough group of guys that, that, that come with their hard hat ready to play. Uh, certainly... Paul George is putting his bid in. He, he's still a youngster, but putting his bid in to make it his team. He, he He's putting up numbers. He's going to put up numbers again this year. Defensively, he's, he's, he's aggressive. Offensively, he's shooting it. He's passing it. He's scoring it to the basket, three-pointers. Does it all for this team. Let's talk about the Pelicans. Uh, we've talked about him a lot, you know, obviously on Wesley days for the last, gosh, two months. Yes. Um, but yet here it is opening day, and now we've gotten a taste of what perhaps we could see because of the preseason. What do we take? What's for real about the preseason and, and, and what is still to be determined about this team in the month of November? Because they're a young team, their style of play. Monty Williams didn't take that part of this. Whether you play guys a lot of minutes or not, the way they played it, which was hard every night, and that gave them a chance even when they were playing against my, the Miami Heat to win games, and that'll give, that will carry over into the season. The way they shot the basketball, they shot the ball exceptionally well, uh, they ran the ball exceptionally well. Those are good things that you can carry over into the regular season. Defensively, they have to get better. Rebounding the ball, they have to get better. 
and and their inside play, they have to figure out what that rotation is, uh, and and that will remain to be seen. Is opening day as climactic uh, as we make it out to be, even having played the eight preseason games? It feels like it. As a player, I remember going in, that first game is important. You want to play well. You want to win the game. In the course of a season, in the big scheme of things, not at all. It's one game out of 82 games, and teams have started off shaky and come back. Teams have started off great and faltered towards the end. So it's just a matter of being steady, not getting too high, not getting too low, just being steady for the whole season. But but as a player, though, that, and that's I'm glad you said that, um, you're not viewing – see, sometimes it's, it's hard for me not to view it as game nine because you've played eight preseason games and it's just the next one. But then again, it's it's still opening night. It's it's the first regular season game. So well, I'm trying to differentiate between the two. Certainly for it, – it, it doesn't. It's game one. It's not game nine. Because if you're a young player, you've played preseason, but you know this one counts. If you're an older player, you didn't really play a whole lot of preseason or you, you picked your spots, and this is game one and it counts. So um, I think this is – the practice has happened for the last eight games, and now here we go, and you're excited. Stats count. Wins and losses count, and you're, you're ready to rock and roll for game one. You got a tie picked out for tonight already? I have not. I'm, I'm going to pick up my clothes at the cleaners yeah. and, and put it together, uh-huh. and let's get this thing started. Fresh shave on the dome? Oh, fresh shave. Whoop. You know the fresh shave. It has yeah. to happen. Okay. Take, take a little bit of shine, put some powder on it, make sure I'm ready to roll. Uh, outstanding. I can't wait. I know, you're, I know you're in the same boat. I'm going to spare you the question of whether you think this is a playoff team or not or ask you to pick a number of wins. I think that we've, we've beaten the horse long enough, and um, yeah. it's just – it's too hard to tell, right? It, it is. It is. The young team, they, they, it is too hard to tell. And I, I was asked that question earlier this morning. I've been asked in the community, playoffs, it's a possibility. Will they be in the hunt? Now, that will be fun. Going down the stretch of the season, they're in the hunt, behind two, up two, hanging on to a lead, trying to catch up. That'll keep the, the excitement going throughout the, to the end of the season, and I think they'll be right there in the mix. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I want to see some good basketball early, and I want to be able to watch the scoreboard with meaning from around the league as we get late. So exactly. that'd, be, that'd, yeah. be a, that'd be a nice step in the right direction from what has happened the last two years. Certainly. Without, without doubt. David Wesley and Joel Myers, Jen Hale, too, on the broadcast tonight. That's a 7 o'clock tip-off in New Orleans Arena. And, of course, not only here in New Orleans, but all over on Fox Sports New Orleans, his second season with us as a broadcaster. Looking forward to tonight's game. Lots more to bring you on the special edition of the Black and Blue Report here on opening day 2013-2014. Back in a moment. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7, 365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans Mobile Alerts. Visit Pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Pelicans.com and NewOrleansSaints.com. Your first stop when following your teams. 
Well, the only thing left to do is play the game. Happy opening night, everyone. We hope that you all have a wonderful time in New Orleans Arena tonight. Or if you can't make it to the arena, hopefully you have a great time following the broadcast. We're certainly ready to bring it to you. Going to be a good season, gang. Follow us uh, each and every day, won't you, on the Black and Blue Report. Tomorrow on the program, we jump back into football. We'll hear from quarterback Drew Brees, head coach Sean Payton, the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson on tomorrow's program as well. And we'll recap night number one for the Pelicans as they hopefully will be out of there with a win against the Indiana Pacers. For our producer, producer Dan, that's Daniel Salerson. I'm Sean Kelly. Tomorrow at noon, right back here on the Black and Blue Report. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.